Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot. And I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jay Cohen. Jay Cohen. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is he a can... perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ray. Ring the bell. Welcome back, Packers fans. What's up? Cheesehead TV Live. And we are literally live. Right. Jason we are Perone, literally live. Yeah. Jason Perone and Jeremy Vanderlinden of Cheesehead TV. You can follow me at... Jason Perone on Twitter, obviously, follow me. And you can follow Jeremy at JeremyRVDL. Jeremy, we have video. The people asked, we have it provided. Right, that's right. People have asked multiple times. We do have video now. You can see us. I don't know. This, like, somehow this is an improvement for for people. I don't understand why you want to look at us. That doesn't compute to me that that's a thing people in the world have asked for. So now we got the cheese sombrero here. Now, the reason it's a sombrero is because we're in Arizona. We're in the Southwest. So we got to add a little Southwestern flair to our cheese hat. And so that's what you see there. The optics of this will continue to improve. But, okay, so we took a step forward. Uh, Jeremy, before we begin, now that everyone can see us, wave to the camera. Uh, We got to come clean with what it is that our our game day drinks of choice are. So I'll let you lead off. I am actually drinking... uh Isolation Ale from Odell Brewing. Actually, one of our buddies hooked us up. Uh, Thomas DeCaro hooks us up with some sweet uh, sweet beer. He actually gave us some cool gear, too. So thanks, Thomas, for that. Uh, Isolation Ale is delicious. Good stuff. And I am going with the Bravazzi Hard Italian Soda because, well, Peroni. Because I, I, I gave him a bunch. Shout out to Jersey Al, but Al's probably irritated that I'm not drinking beer. So that's probably, <laughs> that probably just did more harm than good there. Yeah. All right, so. The Packers beat the. They won a game. They won their fifth game of the season, and it's mid December. It's exactly how we drew it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pre-game when we did the preseason, not pre-game. We did the preseason show. We talked about the Packers and how they were going to do, and we didn't go like game by game, but it. It obviously this is uh, what we we figured. It would be right. That back that, into that the playoffs. The, that the whole season would be a total train wreck, dumpster fire. It's not just a dumpster fire. It's a baby diaper dumpster fire. So well, we had so much fun last year in our first season together that we decided, hey, let's have the same result, but with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. So, you mentioned this on Sunday. Yeah. We have not enjoyed winning Packers football together. No, we that has not. not happened. No. Uh, the first game that we watched together was the Washington game the year of run the table. That and was the last they lost loss. that game, and then they, and then they ran the table. Yeah. So, and now here we are together doing It's our fault. It is our fault that the Packers are as bad oh. as they are. God. All right. Wipe it out there. Okay. So the Packers winning the game. Do you think it had anything to do with, with uh, Joe Philbin versus Mike McCarthy re-energized? Like mm. what's your, what was your take? Yeah. I mean a little, I mean, actually David Bakhtiari talked about this uh, on 1250. He said there is a boost of energy when something like that happens. Like nobody wants any to, anybody to be fired and yeah, that's a bummer. But he said that it almost feels like that boost of energy a team gets when they go into the playoffs, like a little reset happens. And so, I think it played a role. I think it plays a role anytime somebody gets fired. Teams tend to play better. There's a reason that that happens. Uh, So I think it had an impact. Um, 
Phil, and he kept things simple. He simplified things in a way that, um, well, McCarthy just wasn't doing. We did see a lot more passes over the middle. Uh, you know, I don't really remember any moment in the game that stood out like, oh, that's a McCarthy thing, and I hate when they do that, except for one thing. Jamal Williams starts the game instead of Aaron Jones, and then wasn't there a drive where they took Aaron Jones out for the entire drive, and it was that, like, obligatory Jamal Williams drive? I don't understand Phil, Phil that. had some play calls that Jamal Williams was a better look for, I guess. Sure. And you're playing against a Falcons team that's not playing well. They're struggling. Now they've lost five in a row. They, they, they're just they're beat up. Yeah. Not the season that they hope for either. They're, they're just as disappointed as uh, Packers fans are, more so now. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much of it was the success of the way the team operated versus Atlanta struggling. But the offense was faster paced, and they got, they got going quicker, which was yeah. good. We do have a question in the chat from Caden. He asks if Wilkerson, uh, uh, let's see, Wilkerson, Breland, and Campbell will be back next year. I think they got to bring Breland back. Well, I guess, okay, we're going to take a break from Falcons. Talk I know, I, I tore us out of it, and I went to the chat. Well, let's, so let's bookmark that, because okay. we actually have something that we can, we can okay, uh, good, integrate good, that good into. Okay, good call, good call. We can integrate that into, so keep coming with your questions. We'll get to them eventually. Um. Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I thought he looked more energetic, sharper. He was smiling a lot more. I talk about the optics all the time, so I like to see that. They answered Atlanta's first drive, which should have never resulted in any points, I don't think, because Julio Jones caught two balls that weren't catches. And then, of course, he catches a touchdown pass. He had two touchdowns in this game. Yep. First time he's had multiple touchdowns in years. There is your Packer uh, uh, <laughs> fact buster of the week. Because like we say every week, the Packers will help a team do something that they haven't done for a long time and help them get healthy in ways that we wish they wouldn't. Or some other team will stop the Packers from doing what they normally do well, and that's just as bad. Right. So, uh, but on that note, though, Julio – you know, okay, fine. You got in the end zone twice. Jair didn't do it too bad covering him. And that's no. not, it's not what you want. That's not how you would draw it up. Obviously, if they had a healthy Kevin King, mm -hmm. I think their coverage scheme is a little bit different. My concern was Sanu. I thought he was going to tear up the – because he does, he catches every – he literally has no drops this season. Did you know that? I didn't. Zero I didn't. drops this year. And he has been a problem for the Packers the last three times they played yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, he, he really has. not it, you know, Julio plays a big role in that. He takes a lot, a lot of attention. And so, you know, that really helps. But it, it is one of those, you know, the two touchdown thing. It is, that's one of those things that happens to the Packers all the time where they break a record for somebody. They change a thing for somebody. There's always a thing like that. Yeah, last week they let the Cardinals win the first game in Green Bay since 1949. Right. Uh, and this week, they I should say last week was Atlanta. Two weeks ago was they, they let the Cardinals right. win. And then uh, this, this week um, against the Falcons, Julio scores two touchdowns. So it didn't matter. It didn't hurt the Packers. But offensively, Aaron Jones, another magical run for a touchdown. When, when he gets the ball in his hands, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I, <laughs> I don't I, know, man. I, I don't know what it's going to take. There are certain things that we're going to miss Mike McCarthy, and I don't think we spent enough time last week talking about all the great things that he did for this team. I think we focused more on the future and moving ahead. Yeah. Certain things we were looking forward to not having to deal with with Mike McCarthy being gone, and one of them was the misuse or the underusage of Aaron Jones, and and he did okay. He had more touches. He had more touches overall, so it wasn't like they completely botched it. No, but he's got to start the game. Right, he's got to start the let game. Let him get let him get warm early. Well, and it's something they they really do need to emphasize him. They need to work on getting him the ball in his hands one way or another through through run or pass. Mm -hmm. He's such a, a big weapon, and he makes such big plays. 
it doesn't make sense to have him on the bench at any point when you're on offense. Like you got if he's ready to roll and 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 he doesn't need a breather, you need to have him on the field. He's that guy. Like you wouldn't take Devontae Adams out and put an Equinemius St. Brown for for a drive. That right. would not happen. Well, Aaron Jones is is on that level to me. You don't take him out unless he absolutely needs to come out. So uh, one of the one of the big concerns with the Bears this week, and I know we're going to get into that later, and and Daniel actually mentioned this in the chat, is um, the pass rush with the Packers offensive line being what it is. They got to get the ball out quick, and Aaron Jones should be a big part of that plan. Mm-hmm. They they need to emphasize that uh, zero and three step drops, get the ball out, and Aaron Jones is yep. a playmaker who will make people miss. You got to use him for that. Two things. Thing number A is that you've got to you've got to use your check down when in doubt in this game coming up against the Bears. Their defense yep. is too good and too fast. You're going to destroy your offense if you don't get the ball out of your hands. If I see Aaron Rodgers, thing number B, if I see Aaron Rodgers dancing around in the pocket to start this game and he is jitter feet, we are screwed. I don't it, think he I will. am going to be Michael Scott in the office and walk out and say to the entire office, we are screwed. I don't think, I don't think he'll have time to dance in the pocket. He doesn't have time to dance. He's going to have somebody sitting in his lap it. every freaking play this week, especially if Brian Bulaga doesn't play. And we're talking about Jason Spriggs. He is screwed. He is over the top screwed this week. This bears team will be like sharks that smell blood in the water if Jason Spriggs has to play. Well, they already do. They are. They already do. They're already. Apparently, they're already really fired up. So <clears throat> they should be. Huge game, big important game. You 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 lost to the Packers in Lambeau Field. Well, I was gonna you s- should be jacked up, and you shouldn't need the little words of Aaron Rodgers. No. Thanks, Akeem Hicks. No. You shouldn't need that, that to fire you up. That's where I was it's going. It's the Packers Bears rivalry in an important game for the NFC North. Heading into the playoffs, like what more do you need? Everybody should be jacked for this game. Right. So Akeem Hicks made it, made, took exception to the fact that Aaron Rodgers said a while back, he reminded everyone that he hasn't forgotten that Aaron Rodgers said in his press conference that, you know, they got to they gotta beat Arizona. They got to beat Atlanta. They have to go, go to Chicago where they've won a lot of games, beat the Bears. And apparently that was offensive. That's a fact. The Packers have won seven straight games in, in Chicago, dating back to 2011. The last time they lost a game in Chicago was 2010. They won the Super Bowl that year. They beat the Bears to get there and do it. I don't think the Bears need to be piping off. And even if they win this game this week, okay, great. Right. You knock the Packers out of the proverbially out of the playoffs to maybe not mathematically, but let's be honest. They lose this week. It's done. And then what? What are right. you going to do? You're the third seed right now. Maybe you grab a second seed. You're not sure. going to overtake both the Rams and the Saints. Just because you beat the Rams doesn't mean you're going to overtake them for the two seed. You're definitely not getting the one. I don't think New Orleans is going to fall apart that much. Who knows? Maybe they do. I don't think so. The Bears are, you know, they're not they're not this huge juggernaut. Their defense is really good, but they're not a juggernaut, and everyone shouldn't be, you know, shaking in their boots to play the Bears. Uh, while we're talking about sound bites. Head coach Matt Nagy asked about the, the recent like rivalry or matchup between Packers and Bears. Yeah. He said something along the lines of Rob Domowski tweeted it out. Um, I'm not aware of it. Don't care. I don't want I don't want to know and I don't care. Mm. I'm not, you know I don't buy it. I, I don't I, I don't I don't I'm not I'm not aware of it. I'm not worried about it and I don't care. I don't buy it. I don't think that's I, true. I don't. Maybe he's not aware of the record, but he you knows. can be confident that your team's going to win. But you want to embarrass and destroy the Packers. They right. beat you in your debut. You mm-hmm. had that game in the bag. Mm-hmm. You were you were choking. You the Packers literally did an Undertaker in Week One. Yep. 
and ended up winning the game. And it's Randall bleeping Cobb. If you're a Bears fan, right. one more time, you want to kill the Packers. You do care. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's like Bucky Dent, the the, the Yankees and the Red wow. Sox. Anyways, uh, okay. that touchdown last week, the Randall Cobb touchdown last week, makes me feel like that we you know this week Randall Cobb could have another Bears killer game. I don't think they're gonna even let him catch a single ball. They're like this. <laughs> They're, I, he's no. literally going to be the key. They're like, I don't care if Devontae Adams has 150 yards and three touchdowns. Randall Cobb's doing Randall nothing. Randall Cobb will not touch the ball. Timmy King says, well, I have news for you guys. Spriggs is playing this week. Tim, do not bring that negative crap to our okay. chat. Okay. I I do not approve. You're giving, don't give the power. Don't, don't, don't put that bad juju out there. Don't give away the power. We have the microphones. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, It's you're right, our you're show. Right. Don't give the power. Okay, that's not necessarily true. Uh, yeah, he's going to play because he's going to dress. He'll be on the active game day roster. Yeah. So technically that is a correct fact, but that he, that we don't necessarily know if he's going to. He might start. Sure. The injury report. Uh, wow. God, All these not. bullet points. We're not going in order. Nope. The injury report was very busy or it's it's so busy so far. Today was the first day of practice. So this is Wednesday. That Unless we're recording you're a Bears the show. fan. Yeah, Allen Robinson has a rib. That's it. That's all it said. Allen Robinson has one rib, everybody. That's what the injury report says. We're here to report the facts to you. They removed so, most of his ribs? Yeah, they just, he has one. That's it. Rib. That's it. Um, so, Brian Balaga, Lane Taylor, limited. Actually, they might not have participated today. I don't recall. But uh, it sounds like... Uh, Lane Taylor was limited. Bish- Brian Balaga did not. Okay, Bashad Breland... Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers are all on practice regiments. So they're going to show up on the injury report, but that is not necessarily about a concern. It's just a, you know, snap count that they say. Brian Bulag is a, that's an issue. If he can't go, I mean, if he, I'll, I'll go a step further and say, not only can he, if he can't start, but if he can't finish this game, right. Then they better have a plan for what they're going to do because it can't just be Jason Spriggs. Now we can talk about Timmy's comment and say, it can't just be Jason Spriggs. Right. Somebody tweeted out. I think it was Zach Cruz. Spriggs could be blocking Khalil Mack on Sunday. Not ideal. And I said, if Spriggs is a blocker of Khalil Mack, that's one thing. If Jason Spriggs is the blocker, they're screwed. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Cancel my subscription. It's over. Uh, It's over. Actually, somebody mentioned in the chat, that uh, they were talking about why Aaron Jones gets taken off the field for Jamal Williams, and it, and it has to do with pass blocking, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, it's the algorithm, rhythms and the metrics. It's yeah. the, There's math. <laughs> if it has to do with pass blocking, I would rather see Jimmy Graham's ass on the bench and Mercedes Lewis out on the field. If that's what it comes down to, and you need to remove a guy who's going to be a help in, the, in, the, in pass blocking, I'd rather have Aaron Jones on the field and Mercedes Lewis actually to be the one out there taking snaps. There's got to be and, a reason and, and, why and that they, obvious thing doesn't happen every week, though. Right. I don't know what it is. He did play some this week against the Falcons, and maybe that's something they're going to do. But you got to man up. This is an old school NFC North December meaningful game between the Packers and Bears. Yeah. Do you want to know when the last time these two teams played a really truly meaningful game? Was it 2010? The NFC Championship game. Yeah. It has been that long. Mm. You got to show up and play your big boy game this week, period. Yeah. You've got to bring it. The season's on the line. Even if they don't get mathematically eliminated, if you lose to the Bears, I don't want I don't want to go. 
Yeah. I don't want to go. If you beat the Bears, you might grab enough mojo to do something fun that we will want to watch over the next couple weeks. Yeah. But they already, I mean, they're missing Mike Daniels. Daniels is done. Byron Bell's now on injured reserve. They signed Nico Siragusa right. from the Ravens practice squad. Is right. he related to Tony? No, no relation. Okay. That makes me less excited. <laughs> and Nico's also an offensive lineman, so that's right. for depth. But so Byron Bell goes to IR. Bell's, they had to they had to replace him. Yep. And this is their answer. So I don't know. I mean, obviously not anything to be super excited about. He was on a practice squad, so um we'll see. It's depth. But could he be worse than Byron Bell? Uh, I don't know. Oh, like he could, he could potentially be better than Byron Bell. McCray will play, and he he started week one at right guard, and he wasn't great. And I think that's what Byron Bell came in and like became the right guard. Yeah. But that wasn't necessarily the answer. Yeah, Nico's not going to play. But in the future, he could be a better option than, than having Byron Bell on the team. So, you know, it's fine. It's a fine signing. It's just nothing to, to write home about. So before we get back to Bears chat, a couple things hit the news this week. The first one was the NFL announced – about what the salary cap is going to be. So the Packers are going to be somewhere between 40 and 50 million under the cap going into next season. That's a a lot of money. It's a good place to be. Yep. We were, I looked I glanced at a free agent list for next year briefly today, but it's way too early to start talking about names because teams are just starting to negotiate with players. For example, Mike Daniels, his deal got done right about this time three years ago. Yeah. So it's still very likely that a lot of those names so are So it's tough to talk about free agency, especially those top names, because be. most likely they're staying where they're at. Yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be uh locked up between now and then. So that but that's gonna be something to keep an eye on because the Packers can only I mean you gotta bring Breland back. We talked okay, now we can talk about that. Right. Yes, you gotta bring okay. Breland back. Yeah. Now the Panthers had him signed for eight million three years. He's probably gonna want that kind of money again, but he hasn't put enough on tape this season to warrant that. I think the Packers can probably grab him for six, maybe seven. I was going to say five, six, five or six million. Uh, and, and that would be fine by me. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. He, his health issues kind of hurt him too with, with, do, with his next contract. And you do a two year deal. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a two, not a three. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, King King asked why the Packers got rid of Jared cook. It's easy to ask that question now. I, Jared cook and his agent were, were negotiating in a way that the Packers didn't like. And they felt like Martellus Bennett was a better value. I think their contract negotiation Ted was, was like still in the fold. In a similar place. But, you know, there's questions as, as to whether or not was uh, Ted was the one uh, making those calls, making those moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows if it was Ted or what was going on. But, but we do know this. Martellus Bennett was a complete flop, and I wish they kept Jared Cook. Wow. But if they kept Jared Cook... Do we, is Jimmy Graham Why? even in Green Bay? Why do you do this? Why do I say Why his name? Why do you say it? <laughs> Don't think, you watch <laughs> Harry Potter? I, I do. Why do you say it? I just went and saw Fantastic Beasts last night. Never, ever, ever utter. Also, he's unemployed right now. There is nothing to talk about. I think about. he's retired. But honestly, not worth discussion. You're right. I shouldn't bring. And I think I brought his name up last week and got the same reaction from I him. I have a very good friend of mine who may possibly be not why he's not watching the show right now. He'll be listening to it later. I have a very, very dear friend of mine who went out and bought a Jersey. As soon as that transaction took place. And there was why what (laughs) are your headphones on? No, he he who must not be named. Even if you're, even if they're not on, I am right here. 
You do you hear me? Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Do not. Yeah, it's not. It's not even a thing. So that was bad. And and so Cook. Yeah, he's a couple years older now, and I don't know how effective he would be. Yeah. I think tight end is is a position now where it's such a receiver oriented mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Bring in a young guy yeah. who's got speed. I, I think I think steady, it is but, a it is a position they're going to at least have to stock some depth on. I don't think they get rid of Jimmy Graham after this season. I think he gets one more year with the Packers. Uh, uh, Packers Wire had an article about you know what the Packers options are going to be in the offseason for Jimmy Graham, and they will. I think his cap hit is like twelve million next year. That's a lot of money for a guy who who performed the way that he did. Okay, um, but if they cut him the following season, like it's only a three million dollar hit and so i think they're, Wait, they're probably the following meaning in the, 20 or this season no the following now. 20 so, so not keep him so keep him next season and you can move on the, the the season after and it's much less of a hit i think the hit was something like seven million i'd have to look at the article again if they cut him it's something like seven uh that they'll have to pay out which is the the remainder of his signing bonus so i think jimmy graham is back next year and then we'll see what happens after that. I think they bank on him having a bounce back year. You know, he's got the broken thumb. He had a, all those passes last week that he dropped. I I am saying that that has a lot to do with the broken thumb, whether it be that that his hand is less functional or it's in his head and his confidence is shaken because of the thumb. I'm saying that has, has a lot to do with the drops last week. And so he could have a bounce back year next year, and I, I would like to see him back. There was a well. I we talked about it at the shed on Sunday. There was that nicely placed pass from Aaron Rodgers over yeah. the shoulder. Graham couldn't catch it. Mm-hmm. If he had, there's a possibility maybe he takes it in. If nothing else, they're they're knocking on the goal line. Right. They scored anyway on that drive. But that's a play. Peter Bukowski tweeted it out today. Mm-hmm. That's a play that Jimmy Graham was signed to make, and that right. was exactly what I thought when he dropped it. I'm like. That's have, why you're here, man. My first That's thought exactly was I have not here. seen any – I don't remember a single play that Jimmy Graham made except for the San Francisco game because I was there live, so you have a different recollection of a game when you're there watching it live. Yeah. I couldn't walk you through the anatomy of any Jimmy Graham plays this season. Yeah. At all because That's, none of them are memorable. Right. That's it, So if it, you're going to bring right. – well, well, here's – okay, so here's the thing. You bring him back next year. Lance Kendricks is not coming back. No. He won't be back. Mercedes Lewis might be stressed to get back too because Robert Tunyon has got to get more snaps. I don't know how he is as a blocker. So do you insert him into the role that Mercedes Lewis has because he's younger and more able? And then you draft a tight end to come in and beat Kendricks but have more upside and and develop more. I think you have to have – Because Kendricks doesn't play special. You have to have a tight end on the roster who can block. It's got to happen. Okay. And I don't know that Robert Tunyon is that guy because he's more of a receiver. You want – Jimmy Graham is definitely not that guy. So I think Mercedes Lewis has to be back next year. Yeah, I was Unless say, you, well, you go want, draft one of those. Well, you want Graham back. I want Lewis back first over Graham. Uh, agreed. If they if if they focus on upgrading that position in, in another way, yes. Yeah, well, they have to. They have to. So they're obviously gonna, the, yeah, a fact, to. the draft is a factor, but and they, can, they have a lot of time to figure out what they're going to do because Graham is under contract. They don't have to worry about some other team snatching him up. Jersey Al says Graham is running like Richard Rodgers, which is hard to do. Uh, Richard Rodgers, is, his running is like a step above this walking. This offense apparently can't survive without a, a, a cement block shoe tight end. And so Jimmy Graham is is taking on the role. Filling that role. Rich Rod. Right. Um, so Cornelius is, you know, he's he's saying lots of things about Jimmy Graham sucking. So 
Uh, Grimy says right. Graham is a bust. Cut him now. Uh, plenty of people disagree with me pretty much. Uh, Daniel asks if we'll see Lewis this week. I think we should. There's no reason not to put him on the field as pass block support for Jason Spriggs. If, Spr- if, if Spriggs has to start, you need to play Mercedes Lewis. If you're going to do that, then I want you to set it up all game long. Set it up, set it up, set it up. And then in the third or fourth quarter, sneak out. You know what? This is our uh, this is our Santa sleigh play. Okay? Mercedes <laughs> Lewis out into the flat or into the end zone on a fade route. Kaboom. Seven points. Packers. You know what? I'm just going to go out of limits. I'm, I'm going to say this. Santa's sleigh. Jimmy Graham is going to have two touchdowns this week. I, I, I'm now wait, can I get, because I know how our, our folks in the chat are and the, the comment has probably already been made. You mean in the actual game in regulation, not including pregame warmups. No, I mean, in the, right. game, in the game, Okay. Uh, in the game, two touchdowns, Jimmy Graham. If he does not, uh, never mind. I'm not going to bet on this. this is a bad idea. No, <laughs> this, why would you bet on this? You don't put bad money place. on Jimmy Graham this year. I, okay. Guys and girls. By the way, can you give us feedback on on the the video element? Are you happy now that you got some video? You got what you wanted. You happy? You got what? I I want to come clean. I tweeted out. Look for it. Comment on it. Share it. Give me a hard time. I'm all for it. I tweeted yesterday, a book, midday. It's about midday. Okay, it was about twelve o'clock, Mountain Time. Okay, so that would be one p.m. Central and two p.m. Eastern. If you're looking for a, if you're trying to bookmark it. Uh, it was a tirade, not a tirade, a rant, several long. And it basically just was my running thought on how I think this season's going to play out. Okay. And it started with the bears game and how last year, this very same week, in fact, a year ago today. Okay. The date a year ago today is the day right around this very time. As I'm speaking to you one year ago, right now is when we found out Aaron Rodgers was going to come back and play against the Panthers. Yeah. Okay. Exciting day. Everybody was on board, run the table, 16 all over again. He's back. We're going to salvage the season. We can't possibly lose. The Packers only make the playoffs. This is going to happen. Right. Four days later, wah, wah. Geronimo Allison fumbles the ball because Devontae Adams was knocked out of the game by Thomas Davis and his cheap shot. And the Packers lose, and the season's over. Aaron Rodgers goes back on injured reserve, and we watched some of the most putrid football in those following two weeks as we've ever seen. It was a hard time. Okay. That was tough. All right. So here we are this year. We're back. Rodgers is healthy. We're going to get him. Nope. Rough season. Terrible losses. McCarthy's fired. There's still a chance. I feel like the Rodgers coming back moment has been like, the odds getting better and better by the day without the Packers even doing anything of them making the playoffs. Like all of a sudden, like the Eagles need to lose the game. Oh, will they? Well, Carson Wentz is probably not going to play because of his back this week. Washington needs to lose the game. A couple weeks ago, about a month ago. No eh, way. Scary. I mean, now, no way, but yeah. all they need to do is line up and play and they're going to lose. Thank you. Ha ha Clinton. They're, they're a train wreck. They're, Thank they're you. Ha ha Clinton Dix. Yep. And DJ Swearinger. I hope you guys do another interview together. <laughs> and... The who else has to lose? Well, One more Bears. game. Uh, Panthers. Uh, the, the, uh, Panthers. Yeah. Okay. And Carolina has to play New Orleans twice, and you can say New Orleans is sl- struggling and slipping, but they ain't, they're not losing to Carolina twice. So those three teams are going to lose a game. Yeah. Vikings have to lose two. 
But we're forgetting the most important thing. The Packers have to win all the rest of their games. It starts this week in Chicago. And yeah. they play the Bears close. It's going to be a close game. They're going to keep us invested. We're all going to be – it's going to be down to the wire. There's going to be hope. The Packers are going to be, like, within a score. It's going to be late. They're going to be driving. They could take the lead, and it's going to be Don't do magical. Don't, no. You're about to crush my I dreams. am. No, just stick with me. If you okay. read the tweet, you already know what I'm, I'm just, saying. I'm just saying you like to crush my dreams. The Packers are going to have a chance to score to win this game or take the lead late. Jimmy Graham is going to come across the middle. Aaron Rodgers is going to see him. Somebody's going to throw a block on Khalil Mack. He's going to be, like, you know, knocked to the ground. That happens. Aaron Rodgers is going to see Graham across over the middle. He's actually going to throw the pass. It's going to be a money ball. There's going to be very little between Jimmy Graham and the end zone. I just – The ball is going to bounce off of Jimmy Graham's Stop. hands. It's not – And fall safely and gently into the hands of a waiting defender for Aaron Rodgers' first interception since you see, God was is, a small child and game over. This is what And I'm I, owning it. No, I'm owning it because this is this is our life. This is what I've been dealing with every week for the game. This when is we our watch life the game this together, this is what this is what it's like to sit next to Jason on game day. A- anything good that happens, you can look at Jason and he'll go, "Yeah, but." And he'll have a thing that that he, and for the most part, kneel down. And then kneel the down. Part, watch, here comes the Herm Edwards miracle. For the most part, he's been right. <laughs> and, and and that's been the most annoying part. Is that every time I look at Jason and I'm happy about something that happened, he he shits on my parade and I'm just like, okay. I can't, I can't, you can't say it. that I, on television. Also, Chris, uh, it's Necessary Roughness. That is a great movie. No, I did not watch it last night. I don't even remember what reference. If I just made a reference to it that I didn't mean to. Um, I just wanted to come clean and say, like, that would be the most Packers thing to happen to us. Yeah. My alternate scenario. Do we want to hear it? I need one yes. Whoever responds first in the chat and says yes or no, that's what we're going with. Well, I we have one other that. alternate scenario. Happy happy uh, birthday, Daniel. It's Daniel's birthday oh, this week. Happy early, It says early birthday. Happy early birthday. It says okay. birthday this week, so he's hoping for a Packers win. Well, I'm hoping for a Packers win, and my birthday was last month. So, um, anyways. Oh, we got a yes. We got all, a right, yes. All, right, all right, bring yes. your all scenario. Right. Okay. This my better make me feel good. No, stick with me. Get, get with me here. All right. The Packers beat the Bears, which is entirely possible, and I won't be surprised at all because the Bears are – the Bears and uh, Jeremy, the Bears still suck very much. So Packers beat the Bears and I'm going to tell you something right now. Packers. I just went WWE. Let me tell you something, McMahon. I got all <laughs> Jesse Ventura there for a second for my 80s wrestling fans. If the Packers win that game, the celebration should not be relegated to the locker room. You celebrate on the field. Oh, okay. Yeah. Act like you just won the championship and completely unnecessary, dumb, brush the court over a stupid victory style. Yeah. Because that's what I want. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So the Packers beat the Bears, right? The euphoria that we're going to experience at the bar, because, folks, we're in Arizona. We are a tortured people here. And let me tell you why. The Arizona Cardinals play one o'clock games, noon, noon, uh, strictly late games. Okay. Because we're on the West Coast. If the Cardinals are playing an East Coast team or they're at home, the Packers are not on TV in our local market. Okay, right. what? How that benefits us is the bar is going to be packed. Right. And the Packer or the Cardinals have to be playing the Falcons, so that's we're like one of the only markets that's not going to get this. Packers and they're playing game. the Bears. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The Cardinals are playing Cardinals the Falcons. Cardinals are playing yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. And so that game is going to yep. be on TV. So we're going to have so local market means they have to go to a bar to watch the game. Right. So the Cardinals the game will be on. The at the watershed and at this wet is going to be crazy. Okay? They're going to go to New York. Shut your mouth. If you're about to say they're going to lose it, shut I, your mouth. I'm telling you right now. You're ruining Daniel's birthday week. I'm, nope. They're going to go to. I'm, t- I'm calling it right now. They beat the Bears. I'm sorry, Daniel. Celebrate like it's nine. Okay. That's for my uh, Family Guy fans. Celebrate like it's nine. 99. Because they're going to go to New York and something stupid is going to happen. Stop it. Just stop. Okay. Let's get off this train. Let's get off the Jason torture train. That brings nothing but doom and gloom and sadness. Are all of you who said yes, you wanted to hear the alternate reality glad, still glad that you said yes? Probably not. I'm going to say this is going to be a lot of no's. Uh, damn, dude. <laughs> Jason's not Jason's not a believer in this season in any way. And that's fine. It's under it's understandable. You're you're in a fine place. I don't think you're being overly dramatic. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong this year. Mm-hmm. So it's justifiable. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Packers beat the Bears, and I, I want them to. I mean, but just, I, I'm just so tired. I mean, Arizona, come on. Are you kidding me? A Hail Mary to Jeff Janis should win the game for that alone mm-hmm. on style points. Game over. What happens? The dumbest thing. Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. season over. NFC Championship game. Fate, destiny, everything on our side. Skip right. Bayless still crying in his beer. Over Mason Crosby's vortex hooky field goal from the week prior. Emphatic, thumpy, stupid loss to the Falcons. Last year, Carolina, the fumble. Thomas Davis. Like, what how do you how do you not go with my my expectation or my scenario? No, how can I, you I, possibly think it's gonna be any better until you see it with your own two eyes? I because trust I, me, when I see it with my own two eyes, I'm gonna I'm gonna be just as excited and idiotic acting as anybody else out there who did believe. And you can, you can tell me I have no right to do that. And I shouldn't even be a Packers fan. That's totally fine. We're all fans for different reasons. I obviously want the Packers to win. I want them to defy my expectation, but come on guys and girls, you're looking at a guy who sat through the eighties. Okay. All those bears games in the eighties, the, you know, I've sat through 4th and 26. I sat through Seattle. Everything that's happened since then. I mean, and for as for each one of those games, there are also the, he did what on Monday Night Football. There's the Favre-Oakland Monday Night game in 03. Yeah. I know. They've had more magical moments than not. We've been blessed. We're spoiled. All right. of the usual things. I'm just saying... It's we are conditioned mm-hmm. to believe that we are entitled to more. Right. Okay. And I'm just saying I'm gonna life, look, life is telling. I'm going to look right in the camera and say this. All right. The Green Bay Packers are not winning this week and they're not making the playoffs. Okay. I, between Jason and I, am the one with the green and gold glasses on most of the time. But this Bears team is for real in a way that, that I don't think the Packers can keep up with. Right now, that defensive line, Khalil Mack, with this offensive line and how atrocious it's been the last few weeks with injuries and whatnot, I don't think the Packers will have a chance to win this football game, except for one thing. They will actually, they will have a chance, and here's what it is the Bears' offense 
is not that great. And if anything, we'll keep the Packers in this game. It'll be the low score from the Bears offense. So real quick, before you continue, to that point, don't forget, Trubisky's dealing with that shoulder, and he didn't look Jared Bisky, he didn't yep. look that great against the Rams. Yeah. That interception he threw was putrid. So, I I just think this this is – it's a very tall task for them to make the playoffs, first of all. But the, there is good news. I'll say this. I said it on Sunday. I don't think anybody heard it because it was just after after the game at the bar – uh, we do a little post game thing at the bar, but we don't we don't put that on the internet. You have to come to Arizona if you want to see that. Um, the, which which one? Which interception? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it is a no lose situation for the Green Bay Packers right now. As a Packer fan, you absolutely want them to beat the Bears. That rivalry, yeah, kick their tail. I want them to go into Chicago and destroy the Chicago Bears. I want that. But it is a no-lose situation for the Green Bay Packers. If they lose, fine. They, you know, it's not been a great season, and they're probably not making the playoffs. It improves the draft pick or at least holds them steady where they're, where they're at at the moment. If they win, awesome. We just watched the Packers beat the Bears, and their playoff hopes are truly alive. It is a no-lose situation for the Green Bay Packers. They have nothing to lose. They can go in loose, and that's a thing that can help them win this football game. They can go in loose knowing that, Look, it's a tough season. We got nothing to lose. And it, it's not like I don't I don't think anybody in the Packers locker room right now is believing that they're making the playoffs. Mm, I, I don't think so. That. I don't believe that. I don't think so. I don't believe that. I think there are guys in that locker room that are like, we're we're gonna we're gonna make the play. There's pride, dude. Dude, but guys even have Aaron Rodgers talked about it this week, and even he said He did not say Listen, we're not this gonna. is what he said. Somebody said, you know, crazy things crazier things have happened. And I think he said something like, this would be the craziest thing that's happened. Like, he knows it's a tall task. He's not stupid. And yeah, he hopes they make the playoffs and he believes they're going to win. He believes they're going to win out. But I think that he understands that they are depending on much more around them than they can control. Everybody knows that, right? And I think Roger sees that. And I think they all kind of know, look, we can do what we can do, but we're most likely not making the playoffs unless well, everything just focus on way. winning. Then fine. Then just focus on winning and do then take care of, of what you can take care of and take care of your own, your own home. That's, that's the first order of business. The thing is, is that all the things that needed to happen seemed very insurmountable even a week ago. And right. now as it takes shape and the Vikings lose to the Seahawks and the Rams lose a game and like all of the results and you know, everything that happened this past Sunday was favorable, mostly favorable to the, to the Packers, including that ridiculously stupid fluky Cowboys win. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? And is that going to be the Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson? I'm fired. Deshaun Jackson moment. Now they're not going to the Super Bowl this year and it's not 2010, but is that, you know, going to be an ironically, you know, Jackson was with the Eagles at the time and they are the team that lost. So it was reversed. They lost. I don't know, but they have to, it, it just starts with winning and that's all they need to do is win the games. The stuff that needs to happen around them though, is be, is looking a lot more realistic. The Vikings just fired. Well, now their it is. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Right. They, you know, are they ready to come out? Kirk cousins, uh, uh, $84 million. Is Kirk cousins ready to win two out of three? I'm not convinced. I, I, no, think, no, I think the Lions could beat them. Right. Everyone's all like, oh, if they don't be. I was like, if they lose, if they don't beat my, if they don't lose to Miami, we're screwed. Right. Lions could beat them because it's in Detroit. Right. And the Lions are one of those teams that as bad as they can be. And, the, you know, for whatever reason, they can't figure out how to win consistently. 
But as bad as they can be, they are also a team that shows up and, and just plays out of their minds for a game. Uh, and and that can happen, especially in their rivalry games, especially in the NFC North, and especially against the Packers. The, or the Lions tend to jump up a little bit lately and play a little harder and a little better than what we expect them to. So B.A. Bass got eight, says, let's hear the two of you react to the Patriots-Dolphins game. It's an AFC game. But you were saying that on, on Sunday you were like, man, the Dolphins like always beat the Patriots. They beat the Patriots at once a year. It's a divisional matchup. The Dolphins are the Lions of the AFC East. Yeah. They make trouble. They Actually, don't, no. They so don't... now someone's going to argue with me that the Dolphins are the Vikings. They're going to say the Jets are the Lions and the Bills are the are, – are the, or actually, no, the Bills are the Lions. It's irrelevant. Here's the point. The Dolphins make trouble like the Lions do. It, it, the, the Dolphins make trouble for the Patriots like the Lions do. They'll jump up and win a game they shouldn't. They In the middle of the season, they'll make a mess of things, and, 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 and it's kind of pesky and annoying. That's the Dolphins, and that's why they're the Lions. David is – okay. David doesn't agree with your nothing to lose. David uh, Young in the chat doesn't agree with your nothing to lose description, but he does say this weekend is my Super Bowl. I agree with that. We should probably treat it as such. Right. It's the biggest game, and they haven't won on the road all season. Could you imagine? They win on the road. Do you know how irritated Bears fans will be if they lose this game to the Packers? They haven't won a, game, a road game all year. They fired their head coach, but they still come into Soldier Field with as hot as the Bears are and send them home losers. It'd be, it would be awesome. This is If they do nothing other than beat the Bears for the rest of the season, if they lose everything else, I'd be okay. It's the Bears. I want them to whoop their tail. I, I, I want that division win. I want that rivalry win. So you're taking the stance that I, and this is one of the things when I lived in Minneapolis for the short time that I did that I loathed about Vikings fans. They owned proudly the fact that they did not care really what came of their season as long as they beat the Packers. Right. I literally had coworkers telling me that straight up. Two and 14 sounds good if those two wins come against Green Bay. No, I don't want that. Well, when you've never experienced you, when you don't know what it's like to win a Super Bowl, you're you can only go off of what your experience tells you. Right. So they obviously have not not uh, experienced the euphoria. Listen, Vikings fans that we have four times. Vikings fans are the scum of the NFL and several other NFL championships. If you're related to one, married to one, no one. I'm sorry. I was. I flipped. Vikings it. fans. And now we're not. <laughs> Um, Vikings fans are the scum of the NFL. They know nothing about what it's like to watch a winning football team. They do nothing but hope that their team will beat up on your team because they'll do nothing more. And they will talk the most trash about it. Like they will talk shit like their team is the best thing in the world, even though they've done nothing. Even though the Minnesota Vikings have done nothing, Vikings fans will talk trash to you it like takes, they are on top of the It takes next to nothing to, to get them to brag. Chris Rhyme lives in Minnesota. My heart goes out to you. Uh, I live there as well. Vikings fans are the worst. Confirmed. Uh, until this weekend when Bears fans will take over and be the worst, I'm sure. So we got a, a really good conversation going on in the chat here. There's, there's, you know, optimism, pessimism. Some of it's directed at us. We deserve it. That's fine. Uh, you know, the Bears... The Bears are good this year. Their defense is really good. That secondary is – if there's a place where you can attack, though, the secondary, their passing defense, Green Bay's and Chicago's pass defense is about neck and neck if you're looking at, at yards. But here's the deal. 
The Bears have 25 interceptions this season. Woo! The Packers have nine. And I think Kyle Fuller leads the league. Yeah, the Bears have 25, not turnovers, interceptions. The that Bears, whole The Bears have 25 interceptions. They lead the league. Do you want to know how many the next team in line has? Should I guess? Yeah, sure. Uh, 18. 19. Ooh, that was close. They have six more interceptions than the next team. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that Bears defense is legit. It's for real. And that first game ends if Kyle Fuller hangs on to the ball. Yeah. Former you know, Packer. Former Packer Kyle Fuller. <laughs> for two minutes. Hangs on to the ball. For, uh, that Yeah, that whole exchange, the Kyle, Kyle Fuller offseason thing that happened, like still really bothers me. The That bothers you? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, because there was nothing else. That was the, the Khalil one, Mack that was the one. one there are many oh, things. Okay, but that one still bothers me. Oh, don't me. forget, we tried to get Vic Fangio, and he said no. Oh, yeah, that too. And and, okay. it, and we have it on tape, and he said no, and he called you right. know, uh, you know, Bob Harland and told and told him no, and so, Mike okay. Holmgren and the ghost of Vince Lombardi. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, I I really wanted Vic Fangio, and and clearly he's worth having, right? But Mike Pettin's fine. I'm happy with Mike Pettin. I am happy to have Mike Pettin be the defensive coordinator for the Packers. Yeah. He needs to stick around. There was the question, I think it might have been Peter Bukowski was talking about it on on, uh, on Lockdown Packers, I think. And he was talking about, does Vic Fangio make sense for the Green Bay Packers? But if you bring in Fangio, you get rid of, you get rid of Mike Pettin, right? You're not going to keep. You're not going to bring in a defensive coordinator as your head coach and then keep the defensive coordinator you have. No, he's going to leave and be a D coordinator somewhere else. So, if Vic Fangio was available as a head coach, is that something you would be interested in? Yes, I would. Uh, Daniel Dunker says Bears lost their top cornerback due to injury for the season. Bryce Callahan, nickel corner, doesn't mean he can't be their top corner. I'm just not sure he is their top corner. Prince Samukamara has been playing pretty well, but I think Fuller's still their number one guy. Yeah. Their safeties are okay. Yeah. It's that it's the front end of that defense that that's that's the, the, front that's, end the front that's the engine in the car. The front end of that defense is uh pretty scary. It is very scary. It's very scary. Khalil Mack, Keem Hicks, Leonard Floyd. Yeah. All the linebackers. Trevathan. Roquan Smith. Uh, Roquan Smith's having a good season. He wasn't warmed up because he came into camp late, and Matt and Khalil Mack wasn't warmed up. Those guys are both warmed up. So, right. oh yeah, absolutely. They are playing at the top of what the I think right is going to be the problem is is that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have enough time to operate the offense the way that he wants to. Somebody said, you know, Mike McCarthy was calling the plays. Relax, Jason. It was McCarthy calling the plays. Now right. it's Philbin. That doesn't make a big difference. It's going to be the same. It's not King be Howie. Much different. King Howie TV asks. What's Russ Ball's role in finding the next head coach? Uh, writing up his contract? Yeah, he's not going to. Okay, so uh, on that note, before we get into the coaching search, okay, we know Brian Gutekunst is GM. We know what the power structure is, right? right. Reggie McKenzie is no longer in Oakland. Right. He was let go by the Raiders. He was fired. The Packers should reach out and bring him back. Okay, fine. It, yeah, we're familiar with him. We would love to have Reggie back. What kind of a role do you think Reggie's looking for? <sighs> I'm sure he wants to be a GM, but I don't know that there's going to be enough uh, open spots for that. So he might not end up being a GM. And even though we all know that John Gruden is the the hot mess that's out there in Oakland, I think that tarnished McKenzie a little bit. He's associated with that train wreck that's out there. Even though we all know John Gruden ran that that whole thing. Um, Reggie McKenzie's track record ground. as far as, as fi- finding finding players is really good. It's very good. All the good players that, that Oakland moved on from, those are Reggie McKenzie's guys, and they were good players to begin with. Well, when you're picking in the top 10. Uh, that helps. It, it definitely right. helps, but I think 
You got to try to bring Reggie McKenzie back. What would his role be? I don't know. But you have open openings in your front office because you didn't fill the roles of Alonzo Highsmith, uh, Elliot Wolf. You didn't fill those roles. And may, maybe they did, but it, there's definitely openings for a top guy who's a top talent evaluator. And if he doesn't have a GM position available, it makes total sense for him to come back to Green Bay or he's going to end up in Cleveland. Could. But I don't think he will because they because Cleveland hired those other guys. Cleveland, Do you think McKenzie would be at all turned off by the way that the Packers have their current structure set up? No. The only people who have a problem with that are fans. They're the only ones. The only people who have an issue with it are the fans who— You don't think Brian Gutekunst has a little bit of an issue with it? I don't think he does. I don't think he does because you think hey, he's got a bigger, you know a big enough vote that it's okay. Like Murphy's you know what, Brian, letting him do his Go thing. out and find another job in the NFL as a GM where you have the power that you're looking for in Green Bay. Because honestly, a team with an owner, you don't have that power. And Green Bay is the only team without an owner. So there's nothing to be mad about. There's yeah. nothing to be mad about. Here's the thing. Everybody's mad because this isn't the way we've done it. Yeah, well, there are lots of things that used to happen that don't happen anymore. And it's actually okay. All right. It's it's not a big deal. The only people who make a big deal about it are the fans. And I so no, I don't think Reggie would have a problem with it because again, Reggie, you go work for the Browns, but it's going to be the same structure there. The ownership has the power, so no matter where you go, that's what you're going to see. Mark Murphy is the acting owner. He's not an owner. No, he, He's the president, but he acts with the power of an owner. Yeah, he does. Um, what do you think of the Winston Moss interview today? Daniel Dunker asks. Winston Moss. I, I didn't a, see it today. I didn't, I didn't see he one today. tried to retract and just sound like he said, Aaron Rodgers has been the coach for nine years. Ha ha. Tried to laugh it off, make jokes. Winston Moss is who he is. He's just a joker, you know, to use Gary Ellerson's term. And I, we don't need to talk about him. I want Murphy gone and replaced with McKenzie. Well, I don't know that that's going to happen. No, that won't happen. Uh, tell me what Josh McDaniels has done outside of New England. How do you feel about McDaniels? There's already a debate going on about that. I think we talked about that last week. Right. I'd like to table the McDaniels chatter. For later. Uh, because they're still playing. For some other day. Um, you know, some of these other guys, Matt LaFleur, I don't really know a lot about the these a lot of these candidates. I haven't really delved into them right. too much. I mean, honestly. To be able to say like, hey, I think they should go grab that guy without just going off of what I hear in the. For, for anyone, there's a lot of reading that's required mm -hmm. to figure out who's who and what's what. Yep. Uh, I, I know this. I know that the that I think Josh McDaniels, and I know we're, we're going to wait for this, but I'll just leave it at this. I think Josh McDaniels' personality would mesh well with Aaron Rodgers. That's all. That's that's where I'll leave it. We'll talk. Oh, Fred. With, hey, Fred Thurston from Power Sweep. What's up, Freddie? Um, so he has a couple questions here. Um, let's see. Any chance Van Pelt gets brought back? For instance, if Philbin gets retained, the players love to play for him. If Philbin is retained, Alex Van Pelt coming back is a real possibility. Um, if Philbin would come back and play after everything that he went through coach, the first time, yeah. it's possible Van Pelt returns. He could, and if it's the right role, why not? I don't think he you, can't be loving life in Cincinnati. I don't think he, I don't think they bring Philbin back. No, but Van Pelt coming back just by itself. But that by itself is a good possibility. I'd be for it. Everybody's going to get fired in Cincinnati, right? Like Marvin Lewis has figured he's a cockroach. Somehow he's lived through all the the nukes <laughs> that have been dropped, right? But that whole coaching staff should be fired at the end of this season. So Alex Van Pelt will be looking for a job, and he's already he's he's just a quarterbacks coach. So he maybe yeah maybe he's looking for an offensive coordinator position. 
Hopefully not. And hopefully they bring him back. His relationship with Aaron Rodgers, you know, that was really important to Rodgers, obviously. So, yeah, bring him back if you can. I don't think Philbin's coming back. And actually, um, Daniel asked Philbin for coach, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't want that. Also asked about Zach Taylor. Zach and Press Taylor. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know enough about Zach Taylor. I've I've heard the name, but I don't know enough about him to know whether I don't know. I think he'd be a good option. There's the there's Packers. there's just there's still a lot for us to to dive into with the coaching stuff. The uh, the big names that we've heard are, you know, that's what's everywhere right now. But I think as the season starts to wind down, we're start you'll start hearing rumors, and that's when things will matter to me to read stuff. I don't want to read up on every coaching candidate that's out there. No. I want to read up on the ones that are actually talked about as something that makes sense for the Packers. Like you'll see Bleacher Report puts out a list. Here's 10 coaches, right? You know who was on their list? Chip Kelly. You want Chip Kelly? Because he was on the list of top coaching prospects for this next offseason. I'm not reading shit about Chip Kelly because I don't want him in Green Bay. It doesn't make any sense for me. So until I know that it's actually an important name for me to read about, that's when I'll read about it. That's when that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be some guys that are probably going to not have jobs like coordinators, and the Packers will have more of a talent pool yeah. to pick from than they do today. So it's kind of early to get into that. But so, I mean, how do we feel otherwise? You said the Packers aren't going to win. I don't think so. I don't either. It's and tough it's, to pick them with the Bears just, playing the way they are. They right haven't won on the road. Just this season just does not seem to be going in their favor. I want them to defy the odds. I'll be watching, yeah. obviously, as will you. On Sunday, but I just don't know. I don't know that it happens. I don't necessarily know that it that it can happen. Yeah. So I don't. It. Looking back at the Falcons game, the Falcons shot themselves in the foot a lot. Penalties, dumb stuff happening throughout the game. Yes, Another the Packers Matt won Ryan that game. Another Matt Ryan pick six on an out route. The Amazing. Bears. The Bears are not going to help the Packers as much as the Falcons did. That to me says. This is going to be a very tough game for them no, to pull they're off. Not, they're not help they needed the Falcons to suck as bad as they did to play the way that they did. Because at the end of the game, when the offense was getting the ball, it, they had 34 points. And the, the offense kept getting the ball and kept punting it back. There was a long time where the Packers had 34 points on the board and couldn't add any more points. That offense still struggles to move the ball. There are still questions for that offense. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not convinced that this team's ready to go up against the Bears the way the Bears are playing right now. And win. Can the Packers win a win a dogfight though on the road? I don't know. Can they win a 10-7 game without their offensive line being healthy? If it's a down and dirty, grimy game, I don't know. I don't know that they can move the ball. We if haven't Khalil even Max talked about up we, against Jason Spriggs. I don't know. We haven't even talked about Tariq Cohen or Cohn if you watch Sunday Night Football. If I hear Al Michaels one more time say Cohen, Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. Jordan, Jordan Howard is okay, but Tariq Cohen is the type of player that is a huge problem for the Packers. Like, you basically have to assign like Jair on Cohen. Yeah. You have to give up a defensive back to account for what what Tariq Cohen does. And he's just so so sleek, and they've got such good route design at times yeah. that he'll – He'll get open just long enough for Trubisky to get in the ball because they're going to, they're going to try to minimize the mistakes. He threw three interceptions to the Rams. Now the Mm -hmm. Rams have a better defense than the Packers do, but the Packers, the way Clay Matthews has been playing, Fackrell is playing over his head. Jair Alexander has been really good. You know, safety isn't as much of a dumpster as it was when HaHa was there. Bryce played less. Yeah. 
Josh Jackson is still learning, but I think it, you got Tremont back there too. So they're going to make, they, they could make some plays. And I think the bears still have to try to minimize the mistakes, but if you get the ball in Cohen's hands in space, this, the way the Packers are right. and with their speed, you still have Blake Martinez out there, right? Not quick. And how is his ankle? Fackrell's not super fast. They don't have, they still don't have a ton of speed. That's what worries me. And not only that, the, the defensive line is also beat up on this Packers team. Kenny Clark didn't practice today. That's concerning. Ken, if Kenny Clark doesn't play or or is limited in any way in this game, that's going to be really tough when it comes to Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. That's going to be a really hard sell to me. Clark, that finished, they're the, gonna, Clark finished the game. He'll play. Yeah, he'll play. You're right. He'll play, but he did miss practice, and it sucks that that the defensive line that started this year with plenty of depth and looking really good this this season was exciting going in because they had Muhammad Wilkerson, Mike Daniels, and Kenny Clark, and it looked awesome. And now it's just down to Kenny Clark, Montrevious Adams, uh, a bunch of dudes that I'm not remembering off the top of my head, which I'm sure I know their names. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean Lowry, the, you know, there's just the depth isn't there anymore. If and there's you, one guy though that can play, come in cold and just play without any warm up practice or any of the above, it's, it's Kenny, Clark. Kenny Clark. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, we did have a question in the chat, and I'm sorry I don't remember who asked it because it flew by. Is Mike Tomlin a good fit? I don't. I I I would be interested in Mike Tomlin. You could talk to him, but no. I don't. Think I so. would be interested in Mike Tomlin. I like who Tomlin is. As a leader, I don't. I have not liked all of his staff that he has had. Uh, what What's the offensive coordinator they ran with for a few years? The guy that was in Kansas City and basically just pisses everybody. Todd off. Haley. Todd Haley. The, I wouldn't want Todd Haley to be on the Packers staff, and I, you know that wouldn't happen. But if if Todd, if Mike Tomlin's the one making those decisions and he went out and hired Todd Haley, you know, that's questionable. That's not, a, that's not a well, decision. I, would I think want part made. of the interview process would be, he'd have to lay out who his staff's going to be. And right. they would have to be approved by Murphy. Right. Daniel says Breland has hit his stride. I don't know about that because he hasn't played much. I wouldn't say he's hit his stride, but that's good news. If he hasn't hit his stride and he's playing as well as he is, wait till he hits a stride. Now here's the thing. The, the bears had one week to practice that complete personnel swap on the punt. Yeah. And they're going to pull it off against the Packers. We should know it's coming. The Packers should know it's going to come. They're going to line up to punt on fourth down. We're going to think we have them stopped. They're going to swap. They're not going to run the ref over. Nobody will have to stop the clock for anything. They're going to completely swap the personnel. And it's on film. And the Packers are going to get befuddled by it somehow. Well, that's 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 the Zucker, man. I mean, that's Ron Zook. I don't understand how Ron Zook's still around. If you fired Mike McCarthy, how does Ron Zook still have a job? You know, like if you let go of Winston Moss, how does Ron Zook still have a job? I have no idea. All right. That's, I I think I've, I've shared plenty of hate on the Packers tonight more than I usually would or like to. So Ron Zook's a fine coach, maybe somewhere in the world. CFL maybe. Right. All right. What else? We're not making picks because we do our picks on Sunday. We do the the pregame show. That's right. what so I we- might change my mind by Sunday and pick the Packers. All right. What else we got? We're out of questions. We're out of, we're out of questions in the chat now. So we're at about that one hour mark. Yep. So I got, no- final- I got, I got nothing. I've, I've any, said any other final thoughts. I mean, it is, it is just kind of win it, win it, you know, win and live to see another game. Packers need to play above their heads. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play a really great game. They're going to have to be everything they've been in Chicago. You know, 
if you want to get yourself fired up, watch the 2013 game again. That was a, amazing. Right. Week 17 in Chicago. Rodgers to Cobb taking out Peppers. Right. And who who knew that the next game Julius Peppers would play that mattered was going to be in a Green Bay Packers uniform. <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That whole that whole scenario of bringing him in was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that it was. Uh, we didn't talk about Ticket King. So if you want to go to the Packers game, the last one that's left, Week 17 against Detroit, you have to buy tickets on the secondary market. Obviously, they're not available for sale. The Ticket King has been a longtime supporter of the show. They are a fantastic, great service. They're one of the small guys. Yes, there's StubHub out there, Vivid Seats, all those others. Ticket King has your back. They guarantee your tickets. They have an office right next to Lambeau Field. You don't even have to worry about remembering your tickets. You can have them left at the office there. You can go pick them up, walk to the game. You're good to go. Yeah. Ticketking.com. Theticketking.com. Yeah. Fantastic sponsor of ours. All right. So the the pregame show, it's a Sunday game. It's not going to get flexed. It's a 12 noon start central. So we will be on at 1120 in the AM, bringing you some pregame debauchery yep. as well as our prediction for the game. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Perone. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy RVDL at Jeremy right. RVDL. It's actually on the screen. The it's been on the CH- screen the whole, the whole time at CHTV live. You're right. And make sure, you know, it, 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 as long as you're here, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, hit the like button. If you watched the show and you enjoyed it, please hit the like button. Also, if you know a Packers fan, if you know a Packers fan and you enjoyed this show, share the show with them. Do us a favor. Share the show, uh, subscribe, like, do all the clicky things you're supposed to do on YouTube. You know, do some do some internet favors. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to throw this out there before we get out of here. Somebody won the hat, right? The Marco Rivera hat. He's not messaged us. We have not gotten a message back. So we still have the Marco Rivera hat. All right. So follow us on Twitter because <laughs> we might have to give it away. You have to. You have to claim your prize. Right. You have to claim your prize. So make sure you're following us on Twitter because we do give prizes away. We had an autographed Marco Rivera autographed hat, and it's a really nice hat. And some guy won and just never responded to the message. So I'm going to message him again, but we might be giving that away. We do have a Packers toaster. We're going to give away. Uh, we have a Packers Zippo. That's pretty cool. Uh, we have we have a bunch of Packers stuff we're going to give out. Some autographs. I think we have a Devon House autograph. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of them that we got sitting around. So we got giveaways coming up. If you want to win stuff, make sure you're following us. And if you win, answer your damn messages. You entered the freaking thing. Respond. Speaking of which, did we have any messages from Bob this week? We did not. I'm, I'm, Is he waiting for Bears week? I think so. All right. All right, I went. This is. I mean, well, I mean, after Bears Week, this is Bears Week. He should have left a message this week. That would have been uh, fantastic. I would have loved it. So I look forward to all the crazy things that are going to be said between now and the next couple days. There's two more days of practice before the Packers take the field. Soldier Field, the crappy turf in Soldier Field is probably going to hurt somebody because they do a crappy job of taking care of it there, and it's late in the season. So we'll blame the turf monster for everything that happens on Sunday. But hopefully, we're back next week to talk to you about a Packers win over the Bears and the continued life. That is the 2018 Packers season. Until then, Jason and Jeremy, this has been another edition of Cheesehead TV Live. Yes, it has. I got to hit the show close button, but I got to find it. Great. Thanks for joining us. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.